0: The following podcast is a discussion between two experts in their fields of beauty and not meant to be taken as medical advice. Be sure to consult with your doctor if you have any medical inquiries. I'm joined today by um, uh, Ramona, uh, who uh, just has a penchant for for lots of different things and has questions for me, Um, so let's get started.
1: So I'm really curious, first of all, what exactly is the five-layer neck technique? I keep hearing this term, five-layer neck, five-layer neck technique, but what actually is it?
0: Okay, so it's interesting, five layers. Um, And it started because when I was first doing neck surgery, I started off treating um, the second layer, so the first layer is skin, and we treat that, but the second layer is the layer that most people treat. And when I was doing this, I really wasn't happy with my results. I would treat the superficial layer, um, and which is the layer of fat underneath the skin, okay? So that's the first layer of skin, second layer is subcutaneous fat, we'll just say fat to make it easy. But when I did that, I would look at patients, we remove this layer of fat, and patients really wouldn't have that rejuvenation. And so I said, there must be other layers here that were kind of contributing to this. So I dove in deeper and did some anatomical research, and not just myself, there's other people who go deeper, but then there's some variance in what I do. So the five-layer neck is basically, you're not just doing the top two layers that most people do, but there's a third, fourth, and fifth layer.
1: And what are those layers?
0: So the third layer is a muscle layer. So the first layer is skin, Second layer is fat. The third layer is this muscle layer. It's called the platysma muscle. And that's a muscle. um, Again, I get obsessed about certain details about the face and anatomy and um, end up doing like a lot of research, but research meaning not just like looking up papers, but actual real scientifically published research. So the platysma muscle is this next layer. That's the muscle where if you make that E face and people see these little cords and bands, um, that's the muscle that's there. And again, a lot of people will manipulate that layer. What they don't know is that that muscle actually goes from the neck into the face. And that's something I discovered with another doctor who's in New York, Dr. David Rosenberg. And so uh, we did that anatomical discovery together um, out in New York, and that was in 2005. Anyways, that is the third layer, this superficial muscle called the platysma muscle. If we dive deeper, um, what do we have? We have one, two, three... Which is like four and five. four and five are, are you questioning my, my, <laughs> my, my knowledge by not counting uh best? so we're on the fourth layer so the fourth layer past the the muscle is this platysma muscle is going to be another layer of fat this is a really significant contribution to the neck and so when people put their head down um what you're going to see is this layer of fat that pooches down and so this is the fourth layer and when you see those contents coming down and that's going to be fat And in some patients, it's going to be these two little things on the side, these two little balls called glands. You can feel it if you're at home and if you're listening. You can feel it's on the side of your neck, kind of right at the top, right over here. I'm kind of pointing to it. It's called a submandibular triangle. Mm -hmm. And if you put your head down, you'll feel this little ball in there. In some patients, it's too full and it makes their neck look fuller. Uh, So that's the fourth layer deep fat and these little balls of, called um, uh, call the of their glands. Are but those
1: a, the glands that a doctor will feel if you go into your doctors and you say, I feel a little bit groggy, I think I'm coming down with something. Is that something when the doctor, he puts his, his two fingers under your neck, is that the glands that he's actually feeling for? Uh,
0: they're feeling for two different things. The first thing, your glands sometimes get enlarged and that can be your parotid gland or other gland, they ah, can be a little reactive. Mm-hmm. But the other thing they're feeling for are your lymph nodes. So there's a bunch of little lymph nodes. So if you have a cold, you have an infection, um, what our body does, is it tries to fight it. And when it's trying to drain everything out, it follows these paths of lymph down into our neck, and then it'll kind of uh, swell up these little areas, including the submandibular glands, but also lymph nodes. But you're Just exactly have... right.
1: And what is our fifth and final layer?
0: Fifth layer, thank you for counting for me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth layer is actually deeper than that. So this is the layer that a lot of people don't manipulate. And there's two structures that are super important there. There's another muscle over there that's called a digastric muscle. Di is Latin for two, not to kill someone, um, although it can mean that too, but it's, uh, there's a posterior digastric, anterior digastric. And these muscles, it's really important, they're attached to a bone in our neck. It's called the hyoid bone. Um, if you're ever at a trivia event and they say, what is the only floating bone in our body? The only floating bone in our whole body is the hyoid bone um actually dr samia and, and myself were on a team we were against these couples and one of them was on the body we like we cleaned up on that part <laughs> but we did horrible on uh, music from the 70s not because we weren't but that's because you weren't born yet <laughs> I, I don't know what <laughs> <happened. laughs> um so the high bone it's, it's important because this muscle it it's interacts with the high bone and classically when you look at someone's neck some patients will have uh, what's known as a short neck and in those patients with short neck, they often feel like they didn't hit the genetic lottery. And they feel like they want to have this longer neck, longer length over through here, which is that anterior digastric, and longer neck um, over through here where the neck looks longer versus shorter. Um, and so you can actually manipulate this this bone by manipulating the digastric muscles and some other things to there. That's actually the foundation of the filator neck. So that's probably the most important layer. And that's the layer that i changed that not anything else is going to change, and that's the layer that I presented at other conferences. So that's the fifth most important layer, it's deep in the neck, but it's worth it for it to go there. If they don't, they're not going to get the results that they want.
1: Oh, very interesting. Now, I also noticed when I was looking at your website that in tandem, I see a lot of um neck liposuction, but in tandem with a neck lift Do you think that's important? Do you think that? if you are doing a neck liposuction, that it is important to do also a neck lift? Is that the right candidate for everyone?
0: Um, I think it's a great question. Um, You know, am I a good candidate, am I not a good candidate? And it's really gonna vary from patient to patient. Um, A lot of patients who are in their 20s and 30s and some in their 40s can get away with just having a single incision underneath their chin. So we call that the five layer neck or neck liposuction if someone's doing it somewhere else. Um, And that can be helpful for redraping it. But the problem is that first layer we talked about, skin. And some patients, their skin doesn't have enough elasticity. So let's think about this. If we're thinking about our neck, it has to do kind of, our skin too, it has to do kind of something really amazing. Um, We have this structure where it has to hang from a ceiling. That's the bottom of our jaw. It has to hang back into here and it has to be elastic enough so it's just going to be held up Mm -hmm. through here. That's a lot of responsibility for the skin. For a lot of us too, if we haven't had the best lifestyle, or just with time, or with aging, or we're not treating our, skin, um, our neck skin with skincare products, that skin's going to get loose, and so it's not going to stick up there. So we have to treat that layer, and it's kind of too late once it's falling down to sort of, you know, rub a little bit of, um, you know, growth factors on there. At that point, that's more for maintenance, not for turning things around. So again, if we're a little older, we're probably going to want to do um, lift some of that skin back. That's going to be a neck lift. In some men. I can hide the incision just behind the ear. Um, in some, in most women, I will go here. It's still behind this part of the ear. It's called the tragus. It's still hidden inside their ear canal. Um, but we're still gonna—they're gonna, gonna want to lift this up and move all that skin in that direction. So it's gonna be a neck lift with with the facelift.
1: Very interesting. And what what can a patient really expect after they do a, a 5 na a five-layer neck with you? What is it to expect?
0: Um, so I think the different part of it so if you're doing a, if I'm doing a revision on someone so if someone's had neck liposuction before and they did it oftentimes they say you know I saw very little difference um, so usually they'll see a result right on the table so that day the next day we take things off they're gonna see it um, and they're gonna be able to see that neck and realize those results um, they may have some swelling but they should be able to see that result right away even when they're putting their head down and up it's gonna be tight enough one negative though is that when you do a fibular neck, because you're putting these muscles, you're tightening, you're lifting things, it's going to feel tight. Um, now it's designed to feel tight. If it's someone who's had a procedure before where it didn't work, they're excited about this tightness because they know they can feel this tightness that they've never felt before. If it's someone who's um, naive to, to surgery and neck surgery particularly. Uh, they're not going to really um, probably enjoy that for a few days. Mm-hmm. It, do- it does go away after about you know seven days, eight days, ten days. That that tightness, uh, but for someone who's not expecting that, it might be kind of hard for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, can will the results ever go back? Is there anything a patient actually needs to do to ensure that they keep these results that they like? Is there anything that the patient needs to do?
0: Um, great question. So. The layer that they want to treat. So once you put, once I put together and remove superficial fat, deep fat, put the muscle layers together, most of these patients don't really need extensive neck surgery again. Um, what we talk about doing is treating that first layer again and uh, what they want to do is try to maintain that layer and that means doing laser not just on their face but their neck, treating their face and neck with skin care products and trying to keep that layer as elastic as possible because we know it has to do this impossible thing, which is kind of go backwards and down through here. It's a lot of stuff that the neck has to do. So if they can maintain that with skincare products and lasers, um, they're gonna be good for a long time. Uh, But if that happens where, you know, just with time and gravity they need to change things, oftentimes they don't need to do anything to their neck. It's just kind of removing extra skin, which is a lot simpler than having to do the whole neck again.
1: If a patient does happen to say, um, gain a little bit of extra weight for whatever reason, will that in- impact their neck and their results in the future? So 10 years down the line, say they put on 20 pounds for whatever reason, life comes at you fast sometimes. Will that impact what their neck will look like in their results?
0: Life does come at us fast, uh, you're right, especially those cheeseburgers when I go to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I think that part of it is it typically doesn't get changed a lot. You'll know, have patients who get pregnant, uh, patients who... Um, you know, gain a significant amount of weight and lose weight. And again, the other layers, because we're removing that fat, doesn't seem to get um, ha- have an effect over there. Now they'll get fat in other areas. Uh, but again, it's the skin that we're worried about. When you make a, a weight gain and weight loss, you're going to be stretching that skin. You're mm-hmm. putting more strain on the skin. But from the neck standpoint, from a muscle standpoint, from a fat standpoint, um, shouldn't be an issue.
1: Interesting. Oh, I think this was a really informative session. Thank you for coming to my podcast today, Dr. Shaw. <laughs> I hope the audience enjoyed. And if you have any questions, please um, visit the Dr. Shaw website.
0: Love that.